How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the 22nd episode of Critically Incorrect. As you can see, I'm joined here by the two podcast members, like usual, Justin and Charlie, if you both want to say hi. Hello. Hello. Yeah, episode 22. Uh, pretty exciting week. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, as I'm sure you have seen by the title, like a, a lot of big PlayStation news. Before we get into that, I do want to mention that I did unlist the Gaming at its Core episodes. Of course, our you know Gaming at its Core being our past podcast. So I'll probably link it in this episode. Um, there are two separate playlists for the two different seasons we had for that you know podcast. And essentially, yeah, just you know, kind of preserving those episodes. So if you guys want to ever you know, revisit those stories uh, four years ago, kind of crazy. So yeah, make sure to go do that. And as we always start out these weeks with what we've been playing, Justin, I guess we'll start with you because, you know, me and you both finished a game recently, finally. Yes, yes, we did. All right. So this past week, I guess the main game I've been playing is It Takes Two. Um, Me and Brandon, basically, you know, we finally beat that game. Uh, I think last week, like, we <laughs> like we kind of took a break. That was probably, like, on my part, we didn't play for, like, quite a few days. I mean, both uh, been but busy. But this week, we but... finally got back into it. Sorry? I said we both been busy, pretty much. Because, like, generally, yeah, I can't yeah, play yeah. during the weekends, and, like, you vice versa, kind of. Yeah, same, yeah. same, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this, like, the past few days, we've basically been playing, like, a couple hours every night. Finally got to the end yesterday. Um, and, yeah, overall, I think it was a... Uh, you know, pretty good game. Uh, definitely enjoyed the gameplay mechanics quite like a lot because you know there's just so much variety in the different gameplay mechanics. Basically, every chapter you um, you would get like new, I guess what do you call that, like new gadgets and stuff. You know, like, yeah, you would that would kind of like reflect different each abilities. Other. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then we'd have kind of like work together using those abilities. Um, so yeah, overall, I mean, the story I didn't enjoy as much as the way out, but. Uh, the gameplay I definitely enjoyed a lot more. So overall, I'd say, I don't know if I'd, I'd probably say it's better than a way out. Like overall, um, but yeah, the story was only the only thing I thought wasn't as good as a way out. But overall, I still thought it was really good. Right and what else other than that? I guess other than that, just some Rocket League and some CS:GO. Um, just been getting back into that as well with some friends. And yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I guess I'll go next since I'll probably give my thoughts on it takes two real quick as you just did. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like the game. Um, like you, I think it is better than a way out. Um, it takes two just is, you know, superb in terms of gameplay. Um, I personally really love platformers. So it's obviously, you know, winning some points in that aspect. Um, like you, you know, the story was like, I mean, ultimately, like once you start the game, you know where the story's going. Not like that's really the strong part of it. I mean, I'm glad the game exists. It's a very different kind of game than most games out there. Um, but still, you know, didn't really care for it as much as a way out. Um, but it was really cool nonetheless. I was also very surprised that the game was very long. Like it was 10 hours long for like a co-op game like that. It was pretty cool to see. Um, cause my expectations going in were like a way out length. So very cool. Besides that, I honestly haven't played much. It's been mainly just that. Um, I think I played like a bit of attack on Titan too. Like I played like maybe an hour of that game. Um, so yeah, been pretty chill for me this past, this past week or so, so. Yeah, how about you, Charlie? Uh, I've actually played a surprising amount this week, um, mainly because I think I've been getting up way earlier for work, so like before I go, I've been playing games and stuff. So um, I started up Oddworld New and Tasty, just because originally I wanted to play it before Soulstorm, um, but I really couldn't get into it. Um, I found the game super confusing, and like it doesn't really teach you a lot of the mechanics of the game. Um, 
I think that's just mainly down to, you know, it, it's very much just a remake of, of the original game, and so they try to keep true to that that vision of an old PS1 game, and it doesn't really teach you much. Um, so I ended up putting that down, but I did still download Soulstorm, and I've actually been really enjoying it. Um, Soulstorm so far is, like, so much of, more of a better game. Um, it actually teaches you how to play the game a lot better. Um, it's a lot more fluid with the controls obviously it looks amazing on ps5 and runs basically flawlessly um especially considering the amount that is going on on screen sometimes in some of the levels um and the story's pretty cool the voice acting's really funny um and it's got this kind of weird dark humor comedic thing going on with it which i really like um so so far i'm really enjoying that and i'm looking forward to playing more um and the other main game I, I started playing a bit more of was uh, Ratchet and Clank. Uh, I finally got around to playing up the uh, the patch on PS5, which is really good. Um, it runs great and looks amazing. Um, so I'm playing that through on challenge mode because I never actually did that. So I think I'm about three quarters of the way through the game because I like started continuing like a, a playthrough I'd done years ago. Um, so I'll, I'll probably play a bit more of that this week. But yeah, I've I've really been enjoying that. Other than that, not much. Uh, just some multiplayer stuff here and there. But those were the two big games I've been playing this week. Right on. Uh, like you, I actually also downloaded Soul and Tasty. Um, I haven't started it yet, but I did uninstall Soulstorm because I wanted to play for the first one. So who knows? Right, yeah. I might do the same thing like you, and I might drop it and go back to Soulstorm. But that's interesting. Um, yeah. That being said, out this week, not too much. Probably, like, the first time since, like, December, there's, like, really, like, nothing. Like, there's the Final Fantasy XIV beta that came out a few days ago on PlayStation 5. Um, and then we are recording this a few hours before the Resi Showcase, so we won't be talking about that. But I think all of us kind of expect a demo to be Shadow Drop like last time, so most likely that's also out this week. Um, I hope, hopefully, for, you know, all platforms, I believe they said that the next one would be available for everyone, so... Hopefully that will be the case, and we'll find out here in a few hours. So, yeah, that being said, let's make our way into gaming news. As I said, you know, obviously we're recording this before the Resi Showcase, so we'll save those topics for next week, um, and I will be well there. That being said, Ubisoft decided to announce their showcase earlier today for E3. They came out with a tweet earlier today, and they said, uh, essentially, you know, our showcase is going to be coming out on June 12th. We are a part of E3, so... You know, as we earlier reported, I want to say like a week or two ago, Ubisoft was one of the companies with the ESA. Um, so look forward to that. It's going to be at 12 p.m. Pacific time. So 12 p.m. noon. If you're on East Coast, it's going to be 3 p.m. And then if you're on, um, you know, the UK side of things, it's going to be like around 8 p.m. or so. So pretty exciting. Um, you know, Ubisoft showcases in the past have generally been kind of like, I'd say consistent with like the quality. Like they're nothing really too surprising, but you know, you get what you get, I guess. Um, did any of you guys have any expectations going into this E3? I mean, we're probably going to save these discussions more towards like May or so, but if you wanted to throw in something really quickly, you can. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty obvious we'd get a, a Ubisoft forward. Um, like, I, I mean, like you said, we'll talk about it when we get closer, but overall, I think this show is going to be pretty straightforward. You're just going to see more of what's already been announced because there's still a ton of Ubisoft games that or meant a release that they've shown off or they haven't shown off much for that should be coming out some point this year. I'm sure they'll have teases for at least one or two games, but overall it'll probably just be showing off things we already knew about because they have got a lot in development. 
Um, but yeah, overall, not anything too crazy. Um, kind of to be expected, really. I imagine we'll hear about Far Cry 6 and then the Rainbow Six Parasite game and then hopefully some new games because they did have Prince a they have released a lot of... What'd you say? And like Prince of Persia and stuff. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They've right. also released a lot of games <laughs> in the last few months, so I imagine they'll probably announce new ones as well. And yeah, maybe we'll see those, you know, Ubisoft VR games, but they also could be saving that for Oculus's gaming showcase, which actually was announced this week. Um, that's going to be coming out on it's the 21st good. next week on 3 p.m. Pacific time. So I think me and Charlie are definitely expecting hopefully Resident Evil, you know, 4's VR game to be either at today's showcase or Oculus's one next week. So yeah, who knows? Um, either way, hopefully we'll be talking about that game next week, you know, on the podcast, because hopefully it'll be in one of these showcases. So. Charlie, do you want to talk about the Oculus One at all? Anything you want to mention there? I mean, there's not much to be said about it. Like, Oculus haven't done an event like this before. They, they've they done uh, Oculus Connect, which became Facebook Connect a few times. Uh, they usually do it once a year. But that's more just, like, showing off new technology they're working on and maybe teasing some games. Um, they, they don't usually show off too much. That is where we got the official announcements of, like, the Assassin's Creed VR and stuff like that. So it's potential we'll see them uh, at this gaming showcase. But I would imagine it's more going to be games that are close to releasing. I would imagine stuff like Lone Echo 2 will yeah, be there, which that, yeah. has been delayed, like, God knows how many times. I would imagine it's because it's getting, like, a Quest 2 port. That seems very likely since uh, Oculus are moving away from PC VR uh, games and, and more focusing on standalone. Um but yeah, I wouldn't expect anything too crazy from it. It'll probably just be smaller announcements and things that are close to release. But who knows? Oculus have said they've got a lot in development they haven't talked about. Um, so maybe we see some some new kind of first party, I guess you could say, games for uh, Oculus. Yeah, Ready at Dawn's been confirmed to be there, so we should at least hear a, you know, a release date or something for Lone Echo 2. So okay. that excites me. And yep. Did you say, did you say, the, did you say the Order VR? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely what I said. No, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, Ready at Dawn tragically got bought by Facebook. What was it like a year or two ago or so? Yeah. So yeah, rip the order dreams. That will never happen unless Sony gives the IP to someone else. So sad times. Anyways, another news: Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is actually coming out like literally a month from yesterday when we're recording this, like May 14th. Um, finally, the game went gold. So. I know there was like a few people kind of like hoping that this game wasn't going to get delayed as well because obviously Deathloop was like right next to that. Um, but that game is safe. It just went gold. I mean, granted, they could pull a Cyberpunk and delay the game after it went gold, but that'd be pretty crazy. So I don't think we'll see that happen. But, you know, exciting nonetheless. Uh, are you guys planning on starting this up in May or are you going to wait till like you have more free time? What are you guys just playing with Mass Effect? I will probably wait. I think... Yeah, I don't know. I'll be playing Resident Evil 8, although I don't think that game should take more than, like, a week. But, yeah, I don't know. I, like, I saw the, like, a lot of screenshots, and I don't know. Like, it barely looks like a remaster to me, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks, looks yeah. like, the same. And I already tried, like, Ma uh, Mass Effect, I think, 1 and 2 uh, on my PC, and even then, I was, like, I couldn't really get into it just because of, like, how outdated it felt. So I don't know if it's, like, now with this remaster, um, you know, like, I don't know if it's, I guess, like, updated enough to the point where I'd be like, okay, yeah, I want to give it a second go. Um, maybe if, like, in the summer, if there's nothing to play, I'll I might check it out. Yeah. But I think I'm going to hold off for now. Just because, I don't know, it's like, yeah, I, like, I tried it 
you know, I did try it and I didn't really enjoy my time with it when I did. So, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll wait and see. Yeah, I'll probably do the yeah. same. I think June is going to be probably when I start it. What were you going to say, Charlie? I was going to say, for me, it's kind of like 50-50. Um, when it was first kind of shown off, it was basically a hard pass purely because there was so much coming out. Um, I think Deathloop getting delayed kind of made me think I might pick it up. Um, but it's all dependent on what I'm playing at the time. As well as like the, the screenshots and the video they put out this week did kind of make me not want to get the game a little bit. Um, just because like, it doesn't look as promising as it did when they first showed it off. Um, to me, the main changes seem to be lighting. They say they've done a lot to textures and stuff, but honestly, there didn't seem to be a ton of differences. And I think some of the, the shots they actually showed look kind of worse, in my opinion um so we'll see when it comes out um but for me i'm just kind of like do i want to pay full price for games that i've already played before and like they haven't done a ton to them and like they've taken out the multiplayer from three and stuff i'm like eh, we'll see um i might get it i might not it'll be dependent on what's going on i think at the time for me it's like three rpgs right so that's the scariest thing of them all <laughs> so it's like i don't know definitely gonna wait like i'm not gonna get a day one because it's like literally the final few weeks of finals for me i might pick it up in june but even then i got things like final fantasy 7 that i'm probably gonna replay and then obviously ratchet and clank so it might be looking like a july game at that point but i definitely want to play these games because obviously they're you know they're very critically acclaimed and i want to at least have some kind of knowledge on them and you know they're generally pretty interesting so really no congrats to this team over there for going gold and looking forward to you know having that on here in a few months so yeah Anyways, another news, Resident Evil Village is going to be Game Informer's cover game for April slash May. I don't know. It's really weird because we're literally in the middle of April. I want to say May, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like it Deathloop. Was... Wasn't Deathloop the cover game for March or something? So yeah, Deathloop was for March. Um, normally they announce it like a few days into the month, but it's yeah. like already two weeks in. So it's kind of weird. I yeah. guess they're, they're kind of falling behind. I but yeah, I, I suppose it's not really May because the game's coming out in May, so yeah. it wouldn't make much sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. So April seems like it is the month for that. Not like it really matters, but yeah, really weird that they announced this like what literally in the middle of the month. But you know, nonetheless, there's more information now for this game. Um, I've been staying away from it personally, but I've been seeing people on Twitter talk about it. There's like new screenshots, new information on in terms of, like upgrades and all that. So you know, if you're so inclined to find that information out before you play the game. You can go look it up on their website at GameInformer.com or something like that. Um, but I personally don't know anything because I'm staying away from that. So, Any thoughts on that? Have you guys seen anything announced there? Uh, I watched the clip they put up the other day just because it popped up in my feed and I was like, screw it, I'll watch it. Mm -hmm. um, it. It looks interesting. It's just more Resident Evil. I will say it's very much like 4. Um, Sweet. So That's I think good. you guys will really like it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to try it out. Hopefully we get to play it today slash tomorrow if the demo comes out. Because uh, I think I probably will give it a go. I I'm getting more excited about it now that I kind of just want to play it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah. I probably will give that a go when the demo comes out. But yeah, it's cool to see it's getting some coverage. I think Game Informer tend to do stuff closer to release now. So I think it's kind of funny that Deathloop got delayed. Because clearly it was yeah. because that was coming out soon. And then it got delayed. So yeah. Because I think towards the end of the month, they didn't even show much stuff for Deathloop. 
Yeah, I was looking at their website and uh, like I saw so much like towards the beginning of the month like usual, but then like stuff started dying down. So clearly that decision was probably made like right after they visited or something. Yeah. So, really weird there, but yeah. Exciting nonetheless. And yeah, just a reminder that literally we're like, dude, it's crazy. We're like three weeks away from Resident Evil Village. That's exciting. That's very exciting. And then I guess I'll plug that if you want to play 7, it's actually on sale right now. Um, most of you probably have PS Plus, so you'll just pick it up off PS you know, 5 or something like that if you have one. Um, but yeah, it's on sale currently, so go check it out there. Anyways, Days Gone finally got an update. Obviously, we had known for, a, I want to say a few months now, that it's been coming to PC for spring. And as spring is ending, we finally got a release date for May 18th. Today, they dropped a trailer full of new you know, information. There wasn't like a lot of impressive features that they announced, like they advertised ultra-wide, which is pretty cool. Um, something that Horizon Zero Dawn's PC version also had. And then I believe like photo modes coming over as well, as well as things like... I think they even mentioned at one point like controller support, which is kind of to be expected on PC, but nonetheless, they advertised that. So, you know, even Steam controller. So, okay, that's exciting. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah, Days Gone. I think the big thing is obviously the date, right? May 18th. That's a month from now. So, you know, taking, I guess, Deathloop's, you know, place. There's a lot of like HD slash ports coming out um, in that May timeframe. So, I don't know. I don't think I'll revisit it just because Days Gone for me. I remember like my biggest criticism for that game is just how long it took to beat, um, especially like towards the so very end long. of the game. Like there's so many missions and stuff that it kind of dragged on. That being said, if I see it on sale for like thirty bucks, I might pick it up and just see how it plays on PC. Um, I never played the PS5 version. I know that's really nice now at sixty FPS. Um, and it kind of reminds me. I kind of wish that Horizon got a update on ps5 because days gone is coming to pc but you know it already got a ps5 upgrade but like horizon has a pc version that's now unlocking the frame rate but we never got on ps5 but yeah i feel like we might get that when it comes out on uh that's right it's coming for free at home thing right it's like next week right so i wouldn't be surprised if we get some kind of patch around that time yeah hopefully yeah are you any of you guys gonna be picking up days gone i don't think so but yeah no not again yeah yeah, like as you said, dude. That, like, wasn't that game like like fifty hours? Dude, it's crazy long. Like, like it took me so like forty long. hours like, to beat. Yeah, yeah. It was, like I remember, like, like doing all the missions, and then like if you want to get the platinum trophy, like it just took so long. Um, and then yeah, like as you said, the there's the PS5 upgrade, so yeah, I'll just go I to that. Like, I could just play it there, you know. I'm not gonna spend an extra. I heard it's really good too. It's like full people, price, right? Is it full price? It's full. I price. imagine it's gonna be fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. I think yeah. So. Definitely not done for me. I mean, obviously, PC is kind of different because a lot of times they go on sale like literally the day of. But yeah, technically fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, like you said, probably just go to the PS five version. I've heard really good things about it. I never have tried it yet, but I've heard it's really good because they like increase the resolution at sixty FPS. So apparently, it plays a lot better. So. Exciting. Anyways, while speaking on PS5, we finally got the first software update for PS5. It's been like literally almost half a year since PS5's been out. Kind of crazy. And we got finally the first, you know, update for the console. Not like the most important of updates. I think there's like a lot of people that are, you know, I feel like it's kind of mixed. There's some good updates here. Like the game bar kind of got not reinvented, but there's like a second tab to it now. So instead of seeing like recent parties that you've been in, you can now press R1 and go to like your friends list in general, which is something that I've been wanting because, you know, that's just something we're kind of accustomed to on PS4. Uh, I believe you can now move PS5 games over to USB drives and, you know, external hard drives. So if you want to, you know, keep them over there, obviously you're going to have to transport them back onto the SSD when you're ready to play them. But 
still very nice. Uh, you know, that reminds me, we are currently still waiting for that, you know, supposed, you know, M2 drive update, which I believe is sometime in the summer, they've said. I don't know. They just said they're currently still working on it. They said it's soon, right? Yeah. Like, that was the next big thing they're working on, so. Yeah, that's the one I'm waiting for, because, like, goddamn, like, I keep deleting a game off my PS5, like, every week, whenever a new one comes out. Like, Charlie, I literally downloaded that Marvel's Avengers PS5 version, and I deleted it, like, the next day. I just, that's like the only game out. i have on my hard drive now that's taken up tons of space i i think overall they've done a really good job third party wise of optimizing stuff except for cod like the amount uh, uh, yeah but you play that COD, on pc like, which makes sense yeah yeah the the amount of like games that even ones that don't have uh ps5 versions just the ps4 version doesn't take up as much space i know days gone is one of those it's like half the size just yeah for having a patch with ps5 like it the amount of compression they don't need to do on that is is crazy um so i personally haven't had to uninstall too much yet um but then yeah i'm not installing stuff all the time so we'll see when like returnal comes out if i have to uninstall loads it's mainly um, i'd say probably it's mainly demon souls and con because those two combined create like 180 gigabytes which is like okay close to half of my storage space at that point um, yeah, I'm I don't going... have COD, so that, I think that helps. Yeah, I'm going through the list. It looks like cross-generation share play made its way. I know my brother was really excited about this because he had friends on PS4 that were asking for him to share play, but he couldn't on PS5. So now, you know, I was going to say that no one uses this, but literally my brother does, so I guess someone does. <laughs> um, and yeah, besides that, I believe you can now like mute your party and mute yourself a lot quicker, which was something that I believe was like creating a big stir once you know destruction all-stars came out and they didn't really have a you know a thing for that god that's funny they they added like my re most requested feature as well which is when it's capturing videos and screenshots you now for like trophies you can now set it to only capture specific levels of trophies. Oh, cool. I think you specifically so you mentioned can... having that as like an so update what, like feature yeah yeah that's why I, sa I said that in our video for like the features yeah yeah um yeah. so now i've just got it set up so it record a video and screenshot uh for when i get a platinum That's so awesome. i don't have to worry about deleting all bronze silver and gold i need to do that like as soon as i'm done recording this podcast yeah that, that for me is the the best part of this update yeah <laughs> even if you know it still crashes in rest mode i got my trophy update so i don't, I don't mind a really exciting one they announced was that you can actually pre-download game patches so I know that, yeah. you know, that's going to be a thing that hopefully developers will utilize on the PS5. That's like very quickly mentioned in the blog post, but that could be huge. So like things when like, you know, new seasons come out for games that you're looking forward to on like COD or Fortnite, hopefully they'll support it so that, you know, when it comes out, you can play the day or the minute it does drop. Because nowadays, like obviously when game, you know, pre-downloads came out, it was, you know, made with the intention that you're playing day one right as it comes out, like as soon as it unlocks. And like a lot of times the games as a service, now that's when the patch drops. So it's like, kind of very nice to have there um you can now hide certain games in your game library what were we gonna say i was gonna say cod's already started doing that so oh, I, really? I wonder if they had actually already launched the feature yeah they did it with their last big update on ps4 and 5 you could pre-download it like two days before the the update came out so it seems like it's something they were already doing but i guess it's now easier for developers to use or something so that's cool and then, yeah, as I said, you can customize your game library now by hiding certain games. So if there's a game that you regret, like My Name is Mayo 2, Charlie, you can now hide that off your game library. Hey, don't out me. What? I said don't out, out me. You can't be doing this. <laughs> and then I believe now the PlayStation app has like a few new features, like um, you can manage your storage space from, you know, the app itself and 
a few other things like that. So overall, pretty cool update. There's a lot of cool changes here that I personally will utilize. Um, people are complaining that there's things like themes and folders that are not here, which folders I can imagine, because obviously that's something that's very convenient. I don't know, themes, I kind of want to talk to you guys about themes. Like, would you guys really want themes? Because I feel like you really wouldn't see them on the PS5, considering each game has its own theme. Like, maybe if you're in the settings, you'll see them, but, like, where else would you see them? Yeah, I, I personally couldn't care less about them, to be honest. Like, I uh, love I, themes, I used to but, like, you just love... won't see them. Yeah, there's just no point on PS5, unless you're, like, changing the icons and stuff, but I'm not really bothered by that. Like, I guess the background music, because there's still a ton of games that don't have music when you hover over, over them. So I guess there's that. Um, but I'd imagine it wouldn't change, like, the settings menu, because it never did on PS4. So It changed the color like in a, the background. It would Yeah, it would change, like, the color, but you'd still have just the traditional like PS4 waves. background. It yeah. wouldn't be, like, themed to the theme you've picked. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not bothered about them. Uh, I actually like having the big splash art of games Same, and stuff. I love it looks that. really cool. Even with the PS4 games, it yeah, there's really a lot of cool. like I I think I put it in the Discord like a few months ago when I was playing Resident Evil Seven. Like I saw a screenshot of someone playing it on PS4, right? And it just has like the traditional blue wave in the background. I'll probably put an image on the um, podcast for you guys to see. Um, but like then like I played on PS5, right? And before I launched the game, it has like this nice house, like this nice view of the Baker house. Like it really sets the mood for like any game you're playing. I know Miles does it really well demon souls because those two actually use the music um i really wish every like i wish sony would force them to use the music because there's so many games that don't use the music and it's so annoying because the music is like i have a feeling yeah. that some of it might be like auto generated and that's why they don't have music because there's some that yeah. like have specific artwork and then there's some games like ps4 games that you just install that clearly are just like they've taken i think they take it from the, the ps4 has. down page you know how like you'd go below the tile and there'd be like communities yeah. and it'd have like a splash art behind that i think they take it from it, like that it seems to just kind of be generated because some of it looks great and some of them don't look amazing and you can tell they're just kind of automatically done so i guess that's why there's no music on like half of them yeah but yeah i think it'd be cool to have well like get devs to do that for all the games but mm -hmm. yeah exactly um and yeah that's been pretty much the ps5 update was there anything else you guys wanted to add before we move on all right not really no. sounds good and then yeah uh, we have a final you know a few news stories here that we'll knock out before we get into the big topic this week um nintendo had like an indie showcase i want to say actually yesterday um they had like quite a few amount of games we'll probably just mention two of them that interest us or at least are big um they ended on oxen free 2 so this is a game that was not announced prior uh, oxen free obviously probably one of the more popular indie games that has come out in the last generation or so um so yeah it's called oxen free 2 lost signals don't ask us what it's about because i think all three of us haven't watched the trailer but that's announced for switch and pc <laughs> besides that ollie ollie world has announced for winter 2021 i think a lot of you watching the podcast probably know what this game is because obviously you might have played it on you know ps4 or at least ollie ollie 2 um that was like a very early ps plus title i want to say like 2014 or so um yeah. so really cool i know charlie and i are really looking forward to that game so that's currently slated for winter 2021 and it will be coming to ps5 so that's exciting uh nintendo didn't announce a new switch like um console controller or color not controller um so this is blue slash purple uh there's a lot of people it's going blue, on a lot of people yeah, it's called blue but a lot of people are complaining that it's not blue so it's another you know what color is the dress situation here um yeah like charlie said i probably agree with him it's just a gamecube color <laughs> literally that's yeah, what it's it like is. the gamecube like dark purple is what it looks like mm -hmm. 
And then, yeah, and then our final news story is probably the biggest one this week, of course. Aloy coming to Fortnite. Like, huge news over there. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, uh, our big topic of the show is essentially something that actually happened, like, literally the day after we recorded last week's podcast. So, kind of unfortunate that we record these on Thursday. But, you know, nonetheless, we'll talk about it here. Um, Jason Schreier dropped a big article on, essentially, PlayStation's direction lately in terms of how they're funding certain studios and not supporting other ones so definitely we'll leave a link in the description if you want to go check it out it's a really good read um there's some big takeaways here so ultimately it starts with that big sony you know san diego studio that we've been talking about for the last few years that we all thought were making you know the next uncharted game it turns out that essentially that studio started because they wanted to break away from the traditional support studio image that they had so they were thinking of doing a remake. They originally started, you know, thinking about possibly doing an Uncharted 1 remake, but that would require a lot of assets to be overhauled and too much, you know, cost in terms of development costs there. So they ended up deciding to do a Last of Us remake instead. So that's literally what the team has been working on for the last few years. Well, I say working on, if you read the post, you'll know that Sony didn't really support them. So they've been kind of struggling for like the last few years to even get, you know, team members on board. Um so yeah, Jason Shar kind of threads the story into a bigger picture that Sony's essentially kind of focusing on their big blockbuster titles like, you know, The Last of Us, Uncharted, and the ones that kind of promote the most wealth. So these smaller studios that don't necessarily have proven themselves or are like working on like smaller games, essentially he's kind of alluding to aren't being supported as much going into this next generation right now. Um yeah, Sony Bend also was another big studio that was mentioned. Um, essentially, after Days Gone, like back in 2019, two years ago, they pitched uh, Days Gone 2. Um, I believe they mentioned something about like open world components with like friends online. Um, that ultimately did not happen. Sony kind of canceled that because um, essentially the critical reception to Days Gone. Obviously, Days Gone sold really well because it was like a zombie game. Those generally sell pretty well. Um, but because of the reception of that game had and how long it took to actually come out. Sony decided not to pursue a sequel to that game, which is pissing a lot of fans off. I'd probably say myself, because I definitely would like to see a sequel. Um, so Ben's essentially, for the last two years, been helping Naughty Dog with Factions 2, which we've been um, we discovered last week, as well as helping them supposedly on a new Uncharted game. So, yeah, it's kind of funny, because I think all of us have been thinking that last like Naughty Dog would be working on essentially... Um, a new IP, right? And then factions would be the smaller project that they'd probably drop this year and kind of, you know, drop it out. Um, but essentially that, that we, you know, learned is that they're working on possibly another Uncharted game. We don't know if it's still being in development. And they took the reins over the Last of Us remake, which essentially visual, you know, visual, what is it visual arts group or so that they're called? Yeah, it's so the Sony San Diego studio. Uh, yeah. Support group. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Some of the members from that team. So, Essentially, currently, what we know so far is that Bend, as of like last month, are now working on their new game. Um, that they, it's going to be a new IP um, because they finally were able to break away from Naughty Dog. Because there's a lot of information going on, and I get that. Like, essentially, they thought they were going to get pushed into being like a Naughty Dog support group. Um, it's kind of like a whole mess. So essentially, like the TBA right now is like essentially Ben, as of last month, is working on a new IP. We don't know how big the scope of that game will be because obviously, as we learned, they didn't even like support a sequel to an already established game. So you can't imagine them supporting like a new IP because that'd be more expensive. Um, Naughty Dog's currently working on a Last of Us remake, which, you know, is very controversial right now considering we don't really need that. And they're working on factions. So. Yeah, kind of weird direction there. Um, 
I guess I'll let you guys speak because I didn't speak in for like the last five minutes. <laughs> so what did you guys sure. think? Yeah. Um, should I go first or? Yeah, yeah. you go, Justin. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. I, yeah, like there's just so much like, like there's just so much news that came out in that one article, right? Like so many different things to talk about. Um, but I kind of didn't know exactly where to start. Um, but I guess I'll just like start off with the days gone part. Um, yeah, like I guess days gone. The fact that it's not getting you know like a sequel now. I mean, I personally. Like, I probably don't mind as much as a lot of people, just because I thought that Days Gone was really long, and it didn't... I guess it's not up to par with, you know, the other big uh, PlayStation games, but, like, I still enjoyed the game. Um, But I think, you know, I think Ben, you know, they're still capable of, um, you know, making something else that's really cool. Um, Obviously, I guess it's going to be quite a while uh, before we hear from them again. Just because, you know, they they were helping out with Naughty Dog for quite some time. And then now like, they're, like, just starting their own thing again. Um, and then the part, I guess the part where, um, the part with Naughty Dog making The Last of Us remake is, like, the just the craziest and just the worst news I could possibly hear. I just think it's so stupid. Like, like why, why are we getting a Last of Us remake when the game only came out eight years ago? We got to remaster the year after that right and then last of us 2 just came out last year um and then like yeah i get it with the you know there's like the last of us show that's probably gonna come out like what next year i assume or next or yeah is it gonna i assume next year probably we assume next year, next year yeah. yeah yeah so like i get it from a business standpoint you know like as jason schreier mentioned like they want to basically or so or sony wants to focus on the franchises that are going to do the best for them. And, you know, The Last of Us is basically one of those. And with the uh, the show coming out next year, they probably want to um, take advantage of that. You know, um, there's going to be lots of people uh, watching that show because it's, you know, it's like HBO. Uh, it's going to get a lot of people watching that. And then um, people who are fans of that might want to play the game as well. And then, you know, you make a remake and, you know, people are obviously going to buy that. So... From a business standpoint, I do get it. It's gonna make make them like a shit ton of money, um, but I just think it's like such wasted potential and like such a waste of resources, especially like because Naughty Dog's working on it. Um, I, you know, we we have been saying for so long we wanted Naughty Dog to do something new after they finished Last of Us Part Two, because it's been like you know it's been so long since we've seen them make make something new, make a new franchise. You know, we got like ten years of Uncharted and then last of us one and then two just came out last year and then now what they're gonna go back to last of us one again so it's like i don't know it's kind of annoying um yeah what else what else the uh the fact factions bro i don't even know when like i mean ben's supporting them with factions so that to me tells me that factions is gonna be at least pretty sizable yeah 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 like it's definitely gonna be a you know not just your like, same it's like what has Ben been doing for the last few years? Has Sony really just made him a support studio? Like I, I don't understand that. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. And like, I just think yeah. Like once again with the Last of Us remake, like I just it's it's so stupid and so unnecessary. You know, like there's so many other games that they could remake that people have been asking for. You know, and they go and remake a game that's perfectly fine. Um, so many people love right. They obviously don't want anything to change. Um, and like we don't know exactly. We don't know like, the details. What, of like, what, what kind of remake is it? I think yeah, it's exactly. mainly going to be a gameplay side of the thing. Obviously, like people are saying, oh, Pedro Pascal is going to play I would hope. Joel, that's I would hope. Happen. Like, 
like I I would if they like decided all of a sudden like with the show coming out and they take elements nah, from that right. and change like I would be so upset if they did something like that. You know? I think it's I... mainly going to be a gameplay overhaul. I think there's possibility that they'll change up some of the levels. Maybe they'll add like some more depth to them or something like that. Um, but like I think the general story beat should be the same. Like the way Jason Schreier yeah. responded to someone is essentially it's going to meet it, the standards of part two. Um, I don't know how that's going to make sense because obviously you play very differently in part two compared to one because you're playing an agile Ellie compared to Joel who's, you know, like in his 40s in the original Last of Us. So probably maybe even 50s actually. But yeah, it's mainly going to be a gameplay side of things. Um, what were you going to say, Charlie? Mm-hmm. I was say for me, I think remake is a poor wording, and I think it it gives the wrong impression, especially like Justin is saying, like it's not nobody wants this, and like it's a waste of resources. I I think remake is just it gives the wrong impression, and I think expansion or that kind of word is probably a better way of putting it. Like it's it's probably gonna be the same game, but with better gameplay and just smoother animations and up upscaled visuals because it will be using newer assets and stuff like that i I, like it's not going to change up the entire game um which is why i think remake is the wrong word um and and for me i i'm not against it um mainly because obviously there's the whole thing of well there's so many other games that could be remade but like they say in this they're not making it because they wanted to make it originally they were making it because the visual arts group they weren't making it because they really wanted to. It was a case of they wanted to make an Uncharted remake, which I think makes a lot of sense, personally. I think Uncharted 1 does yeah. not hold up very well today, and I, I think a remake would, would do the game justice um, in today's standards. Um, but the problem with that is, like you said, it would cost a lot of resources, and Sony can't really put that money into a group that have never released their own game before. They've only ever helped out on other projects. Um, and so the last of us remake would have been a good step in that direction you know if they were they were planning to do this remake if it does well then sony can give them some funding and they can go and do other remakes which makes sense um i also think it's kind of i i don't think that naughty dog are just working on the remake and factions naughty dog are a very big studio and i think they are definitely working on a new ip that is what their main team will be working on um they've taken the reins of of like the the remake and stuff um and i'm sure they're sort of in charge of that now and it seems like the the support studio have unfortunately gone around in a circle and they're just supporting on the game again um and obviously there is this new uncharted game that naughty dog are working that's on. that's the weird one because i feel like it's so clear that obviously like this remake for last of us quote unquote is probably going to be included with factions right and it's probably like some kind of similar thing yeah i, I imagine a bundle i think it. i think what they'll end up doing is they will release a last of us collection that has yeah. this last of us remake last of us part two and, and then factions and then factions yeah. and that that will, that will be the bundle yeah. um which makes me think that maybe factions is no longer a ps4 thing um because i i think the best way to release factions now would be to just include it in like a ps5 bundle with all these games and stuff um so whether they would still put that on ps4 i don't know um but that that seems to me what the plan is just based on how all this dev cycle seems to be going like the remake's been in development for a while which makes me think it's probably 
I mean, the thing is, the remake, we didn't know how much support that studio got. Like, apparently Naughty Dog started taking the reins of it, like, near the end of The Last of Part 2's dev cycle. But then again, it's like a remake, right? So, like, how long is it going to take to remake a game when you just made a new 20-hour game? Like, it's not going to take them that long to remake a game. Um, Yeah. The big one that's weird for me is the Uncharted. Because, like, Jason kind of just, like, slightly mentions that in, like, a sentence or so. And it's like, whoa, like, they're making a new Uncharted? And then he, like, clarified on Twitter that he's not sure if it's still... Um, you know, it's still in development. Like, I'm guessing Bend was probably going to be the main... Like, they, he said that Naughty Dog would be watching over them, so I imagine that, essentially, it Bend was like making was, a new Uncharted game. And now it it's going to be like it was a Golden Abyss situation. Yeah. Like, it was a case of... They were working on this Uncharted game, and Naughty Dog were just kind of there saying, hey, this is cool, keep doing that, you're good. But then it was Ben didn't want to work on it because they were scared they would get combined into Naughty Dog, which is a fair statement if you're only working on Naughty Dog games for like two years. Like, like I can imagine they were scared. Uh, I would personally hate that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it makes sense that they, they, they're no longer working on that. They, he doesn't really say how long they were working on that for. So we don't really know if it was in like pre-production I stages or like because what else have they been doing for the last two years? We got the Days Gone PC port that's not coming out, and then we have what they had a few DLCs, and then essentially just factions. I would imagine factions. Honestly, they've probably been helping out with that for a long period of time. There's no way the whole uh, entire team at Ben has been working on factions, bro. But yeah, like, the, the, what the thing the thing is with stuff like this is jason does not know everything yeah and like this article is not to the same level as his some of his other stuff like clearly he has written it in a very timely fashion to get on top of like clicks and that kind of thing um so i wouldn't be surprised if you know ben have had other projects they've worked on this also the timing of like the uncharted stuff seems to line up with uh, Jeff Ross, the game director of Days Gone Leaving, and John Garvin, the, the writer of Days Gone Leaving. So it seems like maybe they had something to do with it. It only happened a there few months ago, a... so that would have been... So yeah, that yeah. it seems to kind of line up with the Uncharted stuff, because um, it sounds like that was pretty early days. And who knows, this Uncharted game may never happen. Like, it might just be that Naughty Dog get given the reins, and they go, actually, we don't want to do it. We've way, made a lot of money for you, Sony. Just let us work on this. IP. The way Jason said it, he said like they were set free from the project, so it seemed like the project still existed. They just wouldn't be behind it. But I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know. Like, it'd be so weird for Naughty Dog to be making another Uncharted one. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, if they were like, just going it's, back it's, to that. Like, I could see them wanting to, especially given like how dark the Last of Us world is, to go back to something lighthearted. But I could totally just see them doing a new IP that's more lighthearted or something. Like, not go back to a game that's had what five or six games now it's crazy i mean it seems pretty obvious after four and lost legacy that they were done with the series you yeah know, they, they'd, they'd done what they wanted to do with it and it was left that way so that somebody else like bend or whoever wanted to work on it could just do their own thing in the universe yeah. so it does seem weird that they would be put back to square one basically i can't imagine um, not like sony just letting that go though but uh i i, I think this it's it's the whole problem that Sony seem to have now is like it says in this article where Sony is seeming to move away from smaller first party studios that aren't making them a fuck ton of money when the games launch. Um, and you know, bend is a good example of that. Like days gone did well, but it, it didn't do anywhere near as well as any of their other new IPs that have. You sure? Released, I feel like, like days gone sold like a shit ton. 
Yeah, but if you compare that to like Ghost of Tsushima, like that launched and it's already got nearly as many sales as Days Gone did, and it came out, you know, nine months ago. Like it's already a much yeah. better seller for Sony, and it was developed in a a lot shorter time. Days Gone started development in like 2012. Like it took like seven years for that game to release. Like that's a lot of money to put into a new IP See, this- for it to sell well this stuff contradicts what we heard last week about how like the girl at media molecule said that apparently sony is big on support because to me i see days gone and dreams as like one in the same if anything dreams worse than days gone because like dreams took about like a seven year development cycle right but that definitely didn't sell as well as days gone did so i don't know it's kind of interesting i feel like i don't know a lot of people are jumping on sony this past week and i initially put out a piece on twitter right and i'm like i don't like how that sounds um that being said i feel like sony has warranted like a bit of trust given the last generation and the way they've started the ps5 with things like astro Buy and ratchet and clank isn't like necessarily insomniac's biggest ip but they're still working on that like i don't know i feel like not like obviously like i'm sure there's troubles going on if developers are speaking out about it but i feel like obviously jason only knows so much given like his contacts like i don't know i just based on everything we've been saying about the ps5 it doesn't seem like sony's only focusing on the big big ips given what we've seen with, like, I guess Astro is a bad example, but still with Ratchet, Returnal as a new IP, I don't know. I think, for me, the the biggest takeaway is that they're moving away from doing smaller IPs with first-party studios, and what they want to do is have exclusive titles with new IPs from third-party, which is why you're seeing stuff like Returnal, which isn't a first-party studio, but it's exclusive to PlayStation, or... Uh, Little Devil Inside, which is timed exclusive, or, you know, Odd World. Like, these games that don't attract massive audiences, um, and so they can have these interesting, unique IPs, but they don't have to worry about funding it from the ground up. They can put some money into it to get it on their system, and they still make money from it, but they don't necessarily have to worry about the costs going in. Uh, So that seems to be what Sony's doing, which I think is a good idea for them you know that that it's working out well for them so far doing you know third person action adventure story driven games like i'm just trying to think of the ps4 generation i'm trying to think like what are they doing differently from there because like i'm seeing the lineup of games we're getting on the ps5 it seems very similar to what we got on the ps4 like i imagine media Miracle is going to work on another game that's similar to little planet or dreams like i'm sure we're still going to get those small studios that work on like things like concrete genie and games like that and then Insomniac will work on both Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man. Like, what here is changing that's that's concerning to me is what I don't understand. Like, sure, the new support studio at Visual is not getting funded, but I could also see that being the case if they wanted to save money off of, like, an Uncharted remake instead. Like, I don't know what's here that's very concerning. Like, yeah, you can point to the PS3 generation like I kind of did, um and i still do think that those games should be supported more but we even saw that drop off kind of into the ps4 generation because games nowadays are kind of just a lot bigger now i don't know you don't see stuff like gravity rush and things like gravity rush 2 was a really weird game but you're probably never going to see something like that from a sony studio again because it was such a weird risk for them and i i don't think they want to do that anymore unless it gets to the point where god of war and uncharted aren't selling that well and then they'll probably rethink their strategy again but for the time being 
it's working for them so and there's no reason we even for them have to things like vr stuff. where it's like it's not necessarily like selling like gangbusters but they're still built like they're still investing in that because they believe it creates like new experiences right yeah so i feel like i don't know like a lot of this stuff contradicts in a lot of my opinions like i feel like based on what we've been seeing from sony like you shouldn't be worrying too much i mean generally like obviously we know the last was remake wasn't an idea by sony they just supported it and like if i was sony and i had a team that wanted to make a last of Us remake and then I consider the fact that that would sell a shit ton of copies. Like, that's kind of a no-brainer. Like, if you have a team that's passionate exactly, yeah. and wanting to remake that and it's going to sell a lot of money, like, why would you tell them no? <laughs> In my opinion, like, I don't understand that. So, it is interesting. I feel like Days Gone 2, I would have liked to see that. A lot of people like to point to The Order as a sequel that should have happened. To me, I feel like Days Gone even had more potential than that. Just because the way the game ended and, you know... I don't know, like, it had a lot of good kind of foundations there that I feel like a lot of the things that were wrong with that game could have been changed with a sequel, and I could have saw a lot of potential there, but now they're working on a new IP, so, yeah, I don't know. That's the one that I feel like, like, my big takeaway was Ben kind of got screwed <laughs> in the last two years from that article. Yeah. Like, that's my main thing I take away, but, yeah. I think a lot of people read that article as well and instantly went to this is all Jim Ryan's fault. You're like, do you know how a company works? Like, dude, like, one person doesn't have so much say. Like, they, like... Yeah. yeah. Like, he'll probably have most of the final decisions, but he's not the one coming up with all these decisions to go and make a Last of Us remake. We want Last of Us 3, 4, 5, and 6 all in development. We don't want any other new IPs. Like, he's not the one saying that. It will be tens to hundreds of people in a boardroom going hey what's the best decision for our company and jim is also there and he's just got a bigger say than some people like he's not making every decision at a playstation you know yeah justin any thoughts we haven't heard from you in a while um what like on the jim ryan stuff or just or, in general what we I just mean, said i, I yeah. kind of said my part on yeah uh, i mean yeah like i get what you guys were saying earlier like i don't know like I, I get I get what you were saying, Brandon. Like how um, the stuff was kind of contradicting. Cause yeah, I do remember like seeing that tweet uh, with the media molecule support, and I'm like, well, that game is you know it's not one of those like big heavy hitters like you know like God of War, Uncharted, Last of Us. Like if I was cutting uh, off teams for not- financial reasons, I'd cut media molecule immediately. <laughs> like <clearly> they <laughs> yeah, care like, about innovation. Yeah. Dreams, yeah. Dreams is in development for a super long time too, and I I feel like. Not as many people are like you know invested in those kinds of games. Yeah, the big, I mean, I'm big glad that they're not cutting games. off. Like, I mean, I guess they did cut off like a team in terms of Japan Studio, right? But like, yeah. I don't know. I'm glad Sony Ben's still around and stuff, and they're still allowed to work on something. It just concerns me. Like, if they wanted to make a Days Gone two, let them make a Days Gone two because that's already like if they want to make a Days Gone two and that game sold like the previous game sold well. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't allow them. Like, sure, the first one had, like, really big development issues, but, like, a lot of times it's easier to make a game after you've already gone through the first one. So, like, why are you making them work on a new IP instead now? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, a lot of the stuff with Sony Band is, like, really weird to me, but, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, like, pitched there, and then, like, Herman Hulse, it said, like, Herman Hulse was not impressed with what they said or something. Well, that's the thing. The The pitch might have been awful. Yeah, I guess. That's completely possible like people are like freaking out like oh days gone two should have happened like boycott sony and stuff it's like you do realize they had to pitch this game who knows the pitch might have been the worst thing sony's ever seen and gone no <laughs> yeah. we're not doing that like you're insane that is a waste of our time and money 
uh, come up with something else. It's entirely possible. It probably wasn't, and it probably was just a decision of, we've already spent a lot of money on you guys. You didn't perform as well as we would have wanted you to. Uh, come up with something else. Based on the article, it seemed like they were assuming why it got canceled. Like, I know that for a fact that we got confirmation, like, based on, like, sources that the Uncharted remake wasn't, you know, greenlit because of the costs, you know, obviously with the assets. For Days yeah. Gone, too, we didn't really get a definitive reason why it wasn't. So, like, we don't really know if it was because the pitch was weak or if because it was, you know, the development costs. Like, obviously, given yeah. the fact that that game was in development for seven years, that's most likely the reason why. But, yeah. It's interesting. A lot of I, ton of I think it's, a long time, man. It's important as well. Like after this all happened, Jeff Ross did an interview with uh, David Jaffe mm -hmm. on his YouTube, who was the original like creator of God of War and stuff. And like he was like positive about Sony. Like he said, he's never really had any problems with them. And like, sure, they they didn't go with their pitch for Days Gone too. But like he was fine with it he wasn't like i hate sony or anything like that sure he'd signed an nda but he was pretty open about his time there and he said how even after days gone's launch they were very supportive uh, it wasn't like they hated them all because it got sixes and sevens everywhere you know they were like sure you made some mistakes but you can fix that um so yeah it's it's a it's a weird one like in some ways it the article does contradict what we're hearing uh, but in other ways, it seems really accurate. So it's yeah. also like people like a lot of times with social media, like people like to have like a clear enemy or a clear hero. Like a lot of things aren't like black and white as people like to make it out to be. Like there's a lot of gray. Like like you said, it could be just a bad pitch, right? Like it's not like the world isn't so simple that it's like oh they hate Sony Ben now or something like that. Like it's like <laughs> relax, they're a company. I don't know. I just like to me, like I look at what we've seen so far with the PS5. I don't see a reason to worry right now. Like sure. Yeah. You know, I guess you could point to the fact that, you know, the way they treated Ben, which is the main thing I took away, is kind of weird. But again, it could be the pitch. Like, I don't know. We're going to see how it all works out. The Last of Us remake is a little weird, but obviously, you know, Sony wasn't the one to go and make a developer do that. They wanted to make it. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, hopefully we see The Last of Us product, you know, sometime, hopefully in the next two months or so, at E3 time around there. Really want to see factions. Do you think it's that far a lot? Do you think it's like real? I mean, I imagine the reason yeah. why we haven't, like, if they're announcing it, they're probably gonna announce it in around June timeframe. I imagine, like, Sony doesn't really do I events would... in like August or so, or at, like maybe they'll wait till like September, but that would be kind of weird. Like, I just, I think, I think they'll probably coming yeah. out this year or next year. So, I think I it'll come out. It will get announced soon. I think it'll come out any time between like August to November. Like, I, I, I think. Charlie's kind of on the money with it being like a Last of Us 1 remake with the Last of Us 2 PS5 version, you know, enhanced with all the features of the PS5 with factions and it just kind of being yeah. like a Last of Us bundle. Because that explains so much why we haven't seen a Last of Us 2, you know, version on the PS5 yet because that game like literally has been demanded for, you know, a PS5 version. Like it's won so many Game of the Year awards. Obviously they're making it for like a separate paid kind of, you know, thing. Factions hasn't been mentioned. Obviously they're just still working on it, right? But it also makes sense to kind of bundle that with like a new faction or a new Last of Us related content that you're dropping. This is going to be like a big Last of Us package on PS5. I think even Jason mentioned that was like the original plan as well. Unless I can bind them too on the PS5. I, th I think that's a good way to also get people to spend like $80, $70, $80 on this game. Yeah. Like, because if they were to just say, hey, here's Last of Us Part 2 and you're going to have to pay like $60, $70, you're instantly going to say no. But if they then say, but you get a Last of Us remake slash port 
and it's been redone, and you also get factions, then people are like, actually, maybe I will spend that money. Yeah. Because then it becomes better value. I hope um, factions are still free to play, though. <laughs> I really hope that is free to I play. Do, I do hope so, yeah, but this makes me think it probably isn't, seeing all the stuff going on it with makes sense, how big the game is. When they stuff. initially announced that there isn't going to be a multiplayer component for factions, they said, we don't know when or where it's going to be released. Like It just totally sounds like it's going to be a next-gen thing now on yeah. PS5. I hope it is like, like it is like on one hand, there's like a lot of big, you know, factions players on PS4 that will be burned by that. Cause now they have to buy a 500, $400 console, which, you know, does suck. But like, if you're starting a multiplayer and you want it to have legs for the next few years, I think it's only smart to launch it on a platform that has, you know, room to grow in. You're not immediately bottlenecked yeah. by a 2013 system. So, yeah. Anyways, yeah, we talked about that for quite a bit, and it makes sense. You know, it's obviously a lot of Sony news there to digest. So, yeah, I imagine we'll hear more, you know, about some of these projects that we heard about for the first time in the next few months if Sony does do their own E3 event or some sort of showcase, which I imagine is probably due around the June time frame. They usually like to have some sort of answer to everything going on like they did last year. So, yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we conclude this week's episode? I think we just about covered it. Cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So yeah, of course, uh, as I always recommend and remind you every week, if you have any feedback of the sort, any suggestions for topic ideas, leave it in the comment section down below the video or make our way to our Discord, which you can find the link in the description. Um, and yeah, with that being said, we'll see you next week for episode 23. We'll talk about everything happening with the Resident Evil showcase that's about to happen here in like an hour and more. So yeah, thanks Charlie and Justin for joining me, of course, as always, and we'll see you next week. Take care. See you later.